0: Welcome to the podcast of Central Church, this is our latest weekly message. to whatever it is that God is doing in you. That is the goal of the spiritual life, to respond to God, to acknowledge, actually, like our scriptures say, that God is the author and the perfecter of our faith. Therefore, God is the initiator and the completer of your faith. That means God is the one who initiates everything. And the only you know, possible response to God's beautiful initiation in our own lives is to respond with love and obedience to whatever it is that God is doing inside of us. That's the spiritual life. Um, our obedience to God lies in listening and responding to whatever he's doing in us. Now, of course, over the trajectory of our individual lives, God does all kinds of things in us that sometimes feel incredible and amazing and full and robust, and sometimes feel like not very much, or feel like darkness, or feel like challenge, or feel like confusion. That's all part of the joy of the spiritual life. And it's all part of the adventure of what it is to try to be a person of faith. And so when I say that, you know, God is the author and perfecter of our faith, and the goal of the spiritual life is to simply respond to him, that sounds simple and easy and straightforward as it comes out of my mouth. And yet I know in my own life and in the lives of all of us sitting here, that is very often never simple and straightforward and easy. But, but that's part of what it means to follow Jesus, and it's part of what it means to love God. And sometimes it's easy to discern what it is that God's doing in us. And sometimes it's actually incredibly hard even though God's even there, we are doing anything at all. And that's all part of the spiritual love too, to choose to lean in trust and faithfulness and, you know, obedience in the absence of things as well as in the presence of things. And so, yes, sometimes it's hard to discern what God is doing in us. And regularly, probably for many of us, if we were honest, we'd say that even if we were discerning what the Spirit of God is doing in us, we can honestly say that sometimes we're slow, maybe sometimes we're lazy, and maybe sometimes we're just faltering in our understanding of how to respond to what God is doing in us. And that's all part of it too. But I want to remind you actually that it's God who is the initiator of our spiritual life. It's actually not on you to make your spiritual life happen. The only thing you need to do is to be responding to that which God is already doing in you. And that can actually be, I want like to say, can actually be hard to discern. That's what the community of faith is about. Having people older and wiser than us to help us discern what God's doing in us at times when we can't quite put our fundamentals on it. And, you know, this is all should be joy and adventure and goodness overall. Even though sometimes it's true that we do walk through the valley of the shadow of death. This adventure of being loved by God and learning to respond in love to God and then participating in God's life and love for the world is all of what it kind of simply means to be um, living the spiritual life. And the inevitable overflow of that in all of our lives is the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. As we're simply responding to whatever it is that comes to doing in us, the Holy Spirit just produces fruit and we start to look more and more like, you know, loving, gentle, humble, kind, good, faithful, self-controlled people. (laughs) Ultimately. In Him. And I think, you know, the chief fruit which sits at the head of that list that Paul writes is love. Love is the... is the overarching fruit of the spiritual life. Deeper love for God, wider love for others. When you see when you feel this being kind of like stretched in you, you feel yourself just loving God more, loving others more, this kind of love expressed in like likeness, then you're probably doing the spiritual life quite like well. Love is often measured throughout our scriptures, our New Testament scriptures. It's love, love for God, love for others, love for God, love for others. So love is the the chief fruit of the spiritual life. And I guess over the years that I have led this church and tried to figure out what that means and tried to figure out what it means to be a, a people of God, I have come to believe that essentially the life of a church is simply a communal slightly messier version of what i said about your own personal spiritual life church should be like our goal as a church should be to discern and listen to what god is doing among us as a messy corporate group of people and then respond somehow with love and obedience it's that's part of what it means to be a church. There's no fancy thing about being the people of God. There's no new and flash vision every year for being the people of God. It's just another turning of the, the circle of loving others, loving God, discerning what God is doing among us as a group of people, and then responding to whatever it is that, that he's doing. And it is, if you think it's hard to discern what God's doing in your life, It's even harder I think sometimes for a community of people to discern what God is doing among them. And so it's meant to be messy and eclectic and random and experimental because that's what it means to, I think, be the people of God um, on the adventure of of following Him. And the fruit of this adventure among us, of course, is that we love one another. That's our high goal. Love, our love for one another, the way that we love and serve, support, encourage, uphold one another, would become like a sign and a foretaste of what, what the kingdom of God is actually like. like. we as a community of people following Jesus are like the presence of Christ in this world. We are like the aroma of Christ to all who are around us. That the world would know that we actually follow Jesus. Because we love one another. It's not because we're flashy that they know. It's not because we're important that we know. It's not because we're influential that they know that we follow Jesus. But it's out of our love for one another, Jesus said, that they will know. So our goal as a church is to always grow in love for one another. And that's messy and hard and chaotic and experimental and eclectic. Because if you look around, take the time to have a look around, you probably don't like some of the people in this room. You may not know some of the people in this room. So to practice loving this group of people in the room actually takes the work of the Holy Spirit and the life of God among us and our willingness to to choose to to obey. And I'm not talking about a sentimental kind of love, you know, like when we feel like we love one another, right? When we come together on a Sunday, it just feels like a hot date or something like that. I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's the love that threatens prefer- love to tick a box or love because you have to, but it's because we love God and God loves us and the overflow of that love in our own hearts is poured out and expressed as love for God's people. And so if I was to sort of say, what's our goal at Central? It's to somehow continually respond to what God is doing among us and within us, which is actually shaped by the presence and uniqueness of every person sitting or belonging to this community. So if you belong to the community of Central Church, then somehow your uniqueness and your gifting and your personality and your presence brings something to the table What it means for us to follow God. It's not my vision and it's not your vision. It's not any of that. It's how we belong together as a people of God and supporting one another. This is the, the grand vision that, and the, I guess the hope that I have in my heart and the, the thing that I pray for, even though I know that it's out working amongst us, is mostly weird and messy. And that a lot of the time we might not actually feel it. Like, but, but I trust that in our interactions in our gatherings and our worshipping together and our praying for one another, that somehow the Holy Spirit is working amongst us to bring beauty out of this eclectic act community of God's people. And so if you're here and you belong to Central, then you value and you're unique and you contribute something incredible to the life of our church. And the more we know one another, share with one another, have relationships with one another and with one one, the more we know one another's giftings, the more we carry one another, the more we support one another, the more we know how to call out the best in each other. It's important. And so, that's, in, in essence, it doesn't matter whether it's 2021 or 2011 or 2050, if I'm still alive, the goal of, I don't know, the community, I suppose, that I'm leading out of my heart is that we learn to love another, That we, we grow in discerning what God is doing among us, not just for us, but for the life of the world. And we figure out what it needs to be the people of God, and that that overflows here amongst us but also out there in the world. That we develop like lifelong encouraging and supportive friendships with one another, that are willing to walk the hard journey with one another, We're willing to speak truth to one another when we need it, We're willing to make meals for one another when we need it, We're willing to just laugh and circle. That doesn't sort of change whenever we is. And so my I guess my great hope is that however we gather together, um, whenever we gather together as a community, that whatever we do seeks to serve the goal of loving one another, listening to the Spirit of God, and encouraging one another in our own sort of personal life, and that we trust the Holy Spirit to produce life and fruit in us as a community as we go. So that's in essence, it doesn't matter if we're sharing a meal or singing a song, the aim is always that the life of the Spirit would be rich among us, that we'd be listening, loving, and living together. So that's just my, critical. some of my heart, I guess, for us as a community. But we do have a plan for this year, COVID-dependent. And so I just want to kind of walk you through it a little bit, because we are um, getting creative, I guess is the best way of putting it. And, um, I'm excited by that, because I like being here. So, we, I'm going to run through how we're going to be gathering together, I guess, as a community. And there will be a lot of familiar out some, familiar. I can never say that. some things will be familiar, <laughs> and some things will be new. So, we, COVID-dependent, will be continuing, or I should say, restarting our 4pm service on a weekly basis. And Oren, who came on staff in September of last year, is going to actually take on the coordinating and organizing role of this afternoon service. So he's going to step up into into doing that. And this service in the afternoon will probably always be relatively anchored around worships, like singing together, a sermon. There will always be kids' church. So this, this afternoon service will retain what's most familiar to all of us, as you know, a church kind of service, and I'll also be here, and I'll also be preaching, and I'll also be a part of it all. But I'm going to be handing some of the underlying responsibility for the for the management and organisation, I suppose you could say, of this morning service over to us. So I'm really excited by that because I'm really excited to be working with him in the last couple of months. and just sitting with him and being together and talking together has been a really fun.
1: Um, for me. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. So Orin, do you want to say anything, why are you too... um, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like Kara said, I'm really looking forward to um, working with her and uh, uh, helping coordinate this afternoon service as well. And yeah, like Kara was saying, I'm not looking to radically change things or make this the Orange service or anything like that. It's going to be, I'm you know, still going to be doing the worship, There's still going be the service. There'll still be the, the announcements, like the kids and it's uh, It'll be what we know, we we'll go through those same rhythms uh, each time. It'll be what I think a lot of us have known, church, too, be able with that central flavour. And I do really want to keep that same flavour going through, because that's what we've come to know as church, that's what we love, and that's what draws us in together as well. So that is, I guess, one um, of the main goals, is, is to continue doing the good stuff that we're doing. Yeah, I'm sure there might be a few tweaks here and there as we uh, try different things out, but... By and large, you see it just continuing to be the same uh, central flavoured church that we've uh, grown to love over the last however many years. But something I am just looking at on the logistics side of things to start with is we just want to try and flesh out some of the um, base responsibilities that we have for um, the new service as well. So um, I'm just want to put it out there if anyone is looking to, to help out with just in small ways, with the church, just maybe being here, you know. 20, 30 minutes earlier just to help set up the chairs before the service starts or to be you know, unlocking the kids' church upstairs or stay back a little bit just to help turn off the lights, make sure the doors are locked before we leave. We um, also have people to assist with uh, helping the, the sound desk as well. But you don't have to have training, absolutely. you can absolutely give the training. I've fumbled my way through that desk over the last however many years and sometimes it work sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, the central because it does have to be good. This isn't the hillside. Making something amazing, but here to get through, and if it does all fall apart, I think it feels a bit more real as well, doesn't yeah. <laughs> it? Does. That's part of the central flavor I was talking about. It's just not working. Actually, when we came in this afternoon and actually turned on the screen and it worked for the first time we have the that we having to change any pores up, that doesn't look pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> does good. thank you.
0: <laughs> and so,
1: if you want to help out with that kind of stuff, we're looking to. Um, put some more people on the roster. The more people we have, the less we off like to do it. So ideally, if we're doing it once every month or six weeks or something like that, it's not a big load that we're asking. We just come half an hour early, get there, uh, turn the stuff on, hopefully, and get it all working. Um, and oh, and if anyone, if there's anyone here who's an amazing musician or singer and wants to. Or semi amazing. Yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not just keep. Just keep. You yeah, yeah. time. You're not afraid of doing out the front stair, uh, Then let me know as well. And so come and see if you want to help in any way. Or if you have any thoughts about weight, you can help. The want to just help out with the, uh, the running and logistic side of the church. That would be fantastic. And we'll work together to make this church. <laughs> Thanks,
0: Laura. So that that'll be our happy end um oh yeah, it's gonna be good to kind of like do that and have that for people in the background in Yeah, the next we're gonna keep doing our oh, we'll keep doing going back to having our regular What do you love because I'm making
1: sick? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. Okay, this is weird. Okay. It. It's a pile
0: of rocks. It's oh. not a pile of food. <laughs> you know, like those people who feel. I was just. I was trying to figure out. Oh, they've got. I. Don't I- okay, you will know. And I mean, if anyone's seen one of the PowerPoint presentations Iron does, my creativity does not extend towards. This. I mean, graphic is any, anything graphic design. So like this is me figuring out how you can use shapes to communicate something. Anyway, so it's supposed to be one of those pilot rocks, not a pilot model. But But uh, we're going to go back to having our monthly um, morning service. It will probably be the first Sunday of the month. We went to, and the, the goal of this service when we started it was to actually give us a space to communally um, practice. Some of the spiritual disciplines and spiritual practices that are present in our faith tradition. Knowing that, many of us have needed maybe some more tools in our spiritual toolkit in order to be related to God. Like, if you've grown up in the church or come into the church, often you're just given the quiet time as your main tool for engaging God. So, like, read a bit of the Bible, maybe read a devotional and pray. And that's sort of the sum total of the evangelical toolkit that you're given. But, you know, recognising that throughout the thousands of years of um, spiritual practice throughout the Christian faith tradition, there's so much more than a quiet time to help equip you to connect to God. And so our goal with the morning service is that we just practice it together, knowing that some things we would hate and would feel weird and we would want to never do again, but some things we might actually find a practice that helps our faith come alive and connects us to the voice of God, the presence of God in a way that we have experienced before. So we've done all kinds of things um, practicing together in our our morning service. And we're going to continue to do that, just practicing different kinds of things to connect. So we'll go back to having our contemplative morning service at 9.30 on the first Sunday of the month. And then adding into our rhythm, is we're going to have our house churches happen on a monthly basis. So last year in COVID, when COVID hit, um, gathering together in house churches was one of the easiest ways that we could continue gathering as a community of people, but in smaller groups. Um, and I think it was an exp- I mean, it was something that was lingering in the hearts of some of us that we were going to add a kind of house church style gathering to our community. Um, that had been kind of like bubbling away for people for a while. Like just that longing to do church more around the table or in conversation and more connected community than just this format. Um, And so last year we all got to try um, because, well, that was what we had. And I think overwhelmingly most of us enjoyed it. And sorry if you did it. Um, But so we, we decided that at least for this year, we're going to have our house churches once a month. Um, so on the last, or I should say the fourth Sunday of the month, which is actually next week, so the fourth Sunday of the month, starting next week, we will be in house churches. Most of the house churches are the same as what they were last year. But there has been a little bit of um, shuffling um, for a few days. So tomorrow or Tuesday, I will be emailing you more than just confirming with you which house church you're in. Um, so if you don't get an email, then um, I have a thought about you, which sounds really sad, <laughs> or my email went to your spam. But either way, if you're feeling like, wow, oh, I don't know where I'm going, like church scattered in homes across the Theolawarra, meeting together, um, sharing together, talking together, praying together. And the aim of that would be that there would be a relationship We would wrestle with scripture together, like that we get to, you know, not just hear what some one person thinks, but actually wrestle with it, to reflect on what God is doing in our own lives, to really have space to pray for one another, to do those things sometimes to eat together. So house churches would be, um, back in a rhythm on the fourth Sunday of the month. Um, and I think that would be really good. And then the, the other thing that I've got... um am sure those that's shapes. I spent a lot of time hearing those shapes. Okay. <laughs> so also, um, one of the things I've been really wanting to do quite a while now was actually to, um, to do... I've got a wild church. So I wanted to, just to meet with God's people outdoors, actually, in the cathedral of creation, I wanted to, um, to, to explore and experiment with what it means to sit in the, the, the mystery of like, the transcendence of God, which we see in creation, like the magnificence of creation, which you know, drops our jaw, and stirs our hearts, and lifts our spirit. In the mystery of that sense of God on the one hand, and yet the, the true like intimacy and imminence of God in our own hearts on the other, and I just want like so much of Scripture when Jesus was teaching, he did it outdoors, and there was interplay with creation and what we could see and what we could hear and what we could think, and and so I've just been wanting to experiment with this, and so at some point this year, maybe. If it might start in May actually, I need to. I, I, this, it's on the cards, but it's probably got a May start date. Um, probably on the third Sunday morning of, of every month, um, I'm going to add Wild Church to our mix. So it's an option, right? It's just an option where you'll be told where where it's on. So I don't know, yeah, in that somewhere outside. And we will gather together. Now, essentially, it's going to be a more reflective service because you can't preach in the open air. Well, I don't want to be... We can. We, you know, I don't, like, so it's not going to be like setting up a sound system on the beach to have church on the beach. It's going to be like connecting with God, connecting with creation, just digging into wisdom, being still enough to really listen, sharing what God is doing in our hearts, breaking bread together, so you will, when you, if, you, if you ever come to the wild church, you may need to bring a chair, and you will always need to bring an empty cup, so that your cup can be filled with communion juice or water. Um, and we will just be church together in nature. It will happen. Rain, probably not. Right? Even if it rains, we'll still meet because that, that will be good and fun. Um, so I'm going to add that to the mix in a morning. So. <laughs> One of the things that I heard many years ago, which really stirred me and stirred my imagination, stirred my heart, was Rowan Williams, who was the ex-Archbishop of Canterbury. And he was talking about the future of the church. And he said, I firmly believe that the future of the church is um, to create mixed medium communities. Um, a bit like licorice all sorts. Like when you open a packet of licorice all sorts, they're different shapes, but they've all got the same stuff in them. And he talked about the fact that in our growingly chaotic and busy lifestyles, we're stretched from pillar to post with the world around us. We need to be equipping um, one another to do the spiritual life well. But the one-size-fits-all thing is no longer really working for everyone. Like this format, one-size-fits-all, people are longing for different forms of church, different ways to connect with God, different challenges to do the spiritual life different ways to be connected and intimate so i remember when i heard that many years ago it's like what because this is what i've always longed for just to create new ways for people to belong and to connect to god and so while church is the latest licorice also in the central packet it will feel like central it will taste like central it will just be a different shape and it will be a place where you can come once or come all the time or never come at all. It might be a place that people outside our community find some home and some connection. And I'm hoping that it might be a safe place for people to land who are not wanting to be in the building anymore for whatever reason, but they're still wanting to journey with God, do the spiritual life and belong with God's people. So it's an experiment. And if it fails, we'll just it doesn't matter because actually, experiments, failed experiments are just as important as um, success, successful ones. And so, the whole thing of this is really just an experiment in the life of Central to see what we can create and how we can keep it all together. So, that's going to be like become like a rhythm of a gathering together. And I've got this is what it will look like if we fall off. So the first Sunday of the month, we'll have two options, the contemporary morning service and the 4pm. The second Sunday of the month, we'll just all be in together, all 4pm. The third Sunday of the month, come when I put it out, we'll have wild church in the morning, and 4pm in the afternoon. Fourth Sunday of the month, we'll be house churches. And then the fifth Sunday, of which there's usually about four every year, we usually have a feast where we just lay out after the tea and we eat together and we have fun. So that will probably become um, still a feast kind of thing. So that's what our, our rhythm will be. So I know I'm complexify, complexifying the system, um, but I'm just doing it, all right? So, like, um, which means that, number one, we're all going to get better, at need to get better at communicating and communication. Because it's, you know, I think about it. If church is every week at the same time in the same building. The only choice you have to make is, am I going to go or not right? That's that's basically how church runs. Will I show up this week? But when I have, like, just made the packet of liquid short sauce thrown all over the floor, you'll have to figure out, what the heck is happening this week? And do I want to go? And if I want to go, where is it? So I'm, I know I'm complexifying it. Totally trust that you guys are on it like you have most people, you can put this in your calendar and you won't even need a reminder or an update, but
1: it may, it may have
0: some winding up out in the process. So, I'm actually really excited about this. But again, if we have a COVID blip, the whole thing will go somewhere. And, um, <laughs> and but we are very I, one of the things I love about our community is we're so adaptable and we're so pivotable, So, if if we have another COVID, we might likely pivot to house churches a bit more often. Or we might have to just go back to having two services with millions of my members. So it will just, while church everybody. <laughs> Although they have had limits on outdoor gatherings. So it's So anyway, that's the, the grand plan. Sound all right? Okay, a few other bits and pieces kids and youth. So, for the last couple of years, I don't know how long Caitlin come on too. I'm trying to remember. Caitlin has been our paid kids worker for the last two years. Um, she's been amazing looking at and very challenging throughout COVID trying to work out ways to keep our kids connected. But she is um, passing over the role because she's... wants to. Um, <laughs> and she's now followed by a qualified teacher, and really, she probably wants to, you know, like, see you i And Becky, sound as Becky, is going to be taking on the role of kids but also youth. Um, so Becky is going to be um, doing that, which is amazing. So she's going to come on staff. Um, so Caitlin, actually, can you come out here because we have a gift for you. Um, Allergies, intolerances. Um, what's happening? And it's been epic since COVID because, like, we can't have kids in the building. So if you're on kids' church for a week then I mean, you are fucked. You are just out there the whole time waiting for when the heck they're going to stop. Um, and so it's been pretty big, like, and uh, it's been wonderful, and we so love and appreciate you. And so we've got this little bit for you just to say thank you. I mean, she's not going anywhere. She's still going to be around. And actually, she even said she's still be on the roster. So obviously. She loves the kids very much, so we really appreciate it. And wish you all the best in the world. As women, we do gather once a month, and um, we usually do, we did a bit on Zoom last year, but Linda is um, organizing to gather us back together again once a month at Kylie's house. And it used to be the last Tuesday of the month, but it's going to become the second Tuesday of the month. And and what we decided to do this year actually is just each um, week, one woman from our faith community is going to just share their story. or 45 minutes or so. We're just gonna really listen to one another and listen to one another's lives and learn and clean distant insight from one another. And I think Janet you're going first. So <laughs> you are just just on the um, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um so so that's gonna be good so women will definitely get information out. And so now Michael the other men meeting?
1: Yeah, if you're interested, come and talk to Pete Mears on myself. yeah, we're
0: going to have a group, um, all men invited. Yeah, go and see Michael and Peter if you're interested, so I'll let you know what the details are. And the very last thing is the pilgrimage. We are going to do another pilgrimage this year. So last year we did a three-day Pilgrimage from Hill 60 right around the lake and back again, and we just really felt that was really fruitful experience for anyone who participated. And it was another way, I guess, of activating our spiritual lives in a sense and doing something different and um, doing something active and really being, being with God and being out with one another. So I don't know where on
1: pilgrimage, pilgrimage, we will do something. I've got a few ideas. Brian's
0: probably got a few ideas. We'll come up with a few ideas. So we'll. And I just wanted to put that out there to say that if you missed out last time or weren't sure last time, we will be doing another one. And it was really, it was really good for us. So that's a little bit about what the year kind of looks like. Um, and I feel pretty good. So. <laughs> uh, except for my head cold. Yeah, so I'm really really pleased about that. Um, I do have a plan for what we're going to be preaching through this year, but I'm going to share that sometime else because it's hot and we have enough stuff to fill our heads for today. Um, But what I'd actually really like us to do to finish our time together is to actually um, spend some time praying um, together and praying for our church. And so there's a few different specific things I'd like um, people to pray for and so what I think we might do is just break up into multiple small groups and pray. Um, and so you can move around depending on what you feel like you'd like to pray for. <laughs> so first I actually i like to... Thanks for listening. If you want to check out more about Central, visit us at centralchurch.org.au. Music by Chris D'Souza beloved member of Central.